0: Hello and welcome. Welcome to Voice of Reach. Voice of Reach is a podcast from the Reach Foundation for Community Services promoting social, emotional and psychological wellness in children, adolescents and their families. This is Dr. Yashaswini Kamaraju, child and adolescent psychiatrist from Bengaluru. Today I am going to talk about death and how children have been impacted hearing about many deaths that that have happened during the second wave many children have lost their grandparents and some have lost their parents and some close uncles close aunts and we've seen that in the second wave there were way too many deaths that anyone could handle unheard of unseen unprecedented in the last 100 years because the last uh, pandemic happened 100 years ago but nothing of this sort has been experienced by any one of us um, recently. So this has left everyone in deep shock. There hasn't been even a single family who does not know of anyone uh, who have lost someone. So we have seen this all around us. So children of course have been hearing about deaths. Um, they're witnessing deaths they've been witnessing uh, funerals and cremations so parents often ask me lot of questions about children you know can my child uh, be there when the ceremonies are happening Uh, is it okay for my child um, to hear the news so there are many questions um, in a parent's mind so let me answer some of these uh, questions because I think this is a very very important uh, topic I feel given the context that we are in now uh, rituals cremation rituals funeral process all these are a part of grieving process. Um, So sometimes uh, children watching these rituals is not necessarily bad but however we really need to make sure uh, the age of the child, the personality of the child, the surroundings, the context, there is a lot more to decide before you expose your child. Before I talk about that, let us talk about the adult because it is the parent or the caregiver or whoever is there with the child needs to be able to handle themselves before they inform the child. Let us say the parent or the caregiver or whoever is with the child is completely overwhelmed, excessively emotional, unable to handle themselves. It is very difficult for that parent to inform the child because this could be very scary to the child. Looking at the caretaker or the parent uh, completely unstable could make children unstable too. So, parent stability equals to child stability. So, when a parent, when the family lost a a loved one, it is very important um, that grieving process can be complicated as each individual's grieving process could be very different. However, the person who is going to inform the child needs to Uh, needs to tone down a bit before they inform the child otherwise that this might make children very very scary of course it depends on the child's age younger children uh, below seven um, definitely would get scared a lot more compared to teenagers teenagers might have a lot of questions and they're able to express and they cope in their own ways Um, and children between seven to fifteen also could have a lot of questions. So, younger children, because they may not know what exactly is happening, um, they are just looking at adults, they are just looking at their own parents and looking at the emotions and the expressions that are around and they are trying to uh, see what is happening. So it's okay for parents to cry. It's okay uh, for for younger children also to see their parents crying. But if a parent is excessively disturbed, the the child could get very frightened. So this so one important thing to understand is when do you inform the child? So info and who has to inform the child that you know. Uh, grandpa passed away, um, or this, you know, in order to inform this, you need to first um, gulp the news yourself, um, able to handle it yourself before you inform the child. And where do you inform the child? So, uh, you need to inform the child in a place where you're okay to take the child's reaction. Of course, very, very young children, you're not going to uh, uh, inform the child in, in big details because younger children do not Understand the concept of death. The concept of death is understood more or less when the child is around seven or eight years of age. So, below seven, the concept of death is not understood uh, because the permanency of death is not understood by children because they do not have adequate language nor cognitive abilities as they cannot connect the dots. So, younger children just go by what you tell them. So, even with the younger children, so you you need to answer their. You you could say that grand. You know you could tell them that uh, that grandpa father or or someone you know um, passed away. But younger children will not understand those words. So you so a lot of times you need to answer their questions very simple, short, and in a direct way. And below four, they don't need to be told anything because they do not understand. Children between seven to 15, you can use the words because they would be able to understand the permanency of death. And uh, and also lot of parents ask me, should I take my child um, to the rituals? Can my child watch the ceremonies? Can my child watch the rituals? These are very individualistic to each family because he, there are many rituals for example uh, in a typical Hindu family there are many rituals that go on for days so likewise other religions have different ways of grieving processes so you need to understand that your child needs a bit of preparation before you take them, um, before you expose them and ha- witness and make them witness uh, the ceremonies during this um, du- during these cremations or funerals. Uh, because yeah, as I said younger children you do not need to ask them any questions. For younger children you need to make sure that there is someone with them, there is someone to take care of them um, while you are busy taking care of other stuff uh, at the most they might come um, uh, come and take a peek, but there's no need to keep them for a long time uh, where these rituals are happening. Let's say children are above seven, between seven and 15. Um, you could, if the child is about seven years of age, you can certainly ask them uh, that these uh, rituals or ceremonies are happening. Do you want to? Uh, are you okay to come? You give the child a choice. You might wonder, why would I ask my child? Um, a a choice because you this depends on the temperament of the child because you know some children um, who are okay to see the ritual may not be complete ritual but they might want to come and be there for a few minutes be there for a little time to understand and they might go back to their play with their cousins and rest of the family but if a child is expressing that he wants to come this is about the child about seven do not necessarily stop them, and it's also okay to ask them. Um, a child who's above seven, do you want to? Do you want to come? Are you okay? Um, so, and also prepare them a bit. Again, this is for children above seven. Preparation should be. You you could tell them that you know there would be adults who would be upset, who could get emotional because they you know they had a lot of attachment with the loved one. So you will see adults crying. Um, So, this way you are helping the child understand that uh, adults also cry and it's okay to cry. It's an emotion to be expressed. But if your child is saying I don't want to come leave the child uh, with a relative or a friend. This is very important because this helps children children and especially some children who are okay to watch the rituals. Again, even during uh, this time when the child uh, you need to keep checking with the child in between if the child is okay. If you sense the child is getting too emotional or unable to handle uh, or um, or if if your child says he doesn't want to be there anymore. Please make sure that you send him away and make arrangements in advance. So, what could be the reactions of a child who has witnessed uh, a death ceremony or a funeral? Um, As I was mentioning earlier, children below 7 move on, move on very quickly and children below 5 do not understand the implications, do not understand the permanency. So, for them they are just confused uh, and they act uh, based on what their surroundings are. It is easy to take them away. Uh, aside, play with them and just get them back to, uh, back to what, back to an activity with, with other children. Whereas uh, the other children, whereas the older children as I was telling you 7 and 15 who have witnessed the ceremony or who have understood, who understand the permanency of death might show some reactions. Some children might be sad, very sad, uh, just like adults. Some children may be a little bit be irritable. And some children may behave as if nothing has happened. They're not exhibiting any emotions. They're not talking about it. Uh, They're not recalling the grandparent. Uh, They're not asking you any questions. That's okay too. So do not force a child to speak about it or to ask you questions. Um, And some children might be very quiet and silent. So because each child grieves very differently, just like adults um, who grieve, differently. So, you need to give children also time for the grieving process just like adults need time children also require time for the grieving process. Now, what happens uh, if a child watched a um, funeral or a cremation ceremony uh, that is uh, you know all the other cremation rituals that happen in homes um, and what what happens to a child. Uh, so, children might behave differently. Their expression of grief could be different in the sense that children might have, some children might exhibit difficulty sleeping, some children might tend to be a bit more clingy or some children might say you know I am having memories of grandma or you know I can't eat, I don't want to sleep. Some children behavior might get worse in the sense they might become more angry or irritable. So especially that such things can happen in a very young child who does not have the lung. to express their inner pain. Let's say uh, a very young child like a four or five-year-old um was very attached to the grandfather or the grandma, and if one of them passed away, the child is not able to express the pain in words, so he might become more irritable, angry, tantruming for no reason. So you need to understand uh, that younger children cannot do not have the words to explain. So, um, so also understand that some of these reactions are temporary, they're transient. very natural process of grieving and children would settle down uh, with assurance and uh, with a bit of support from the parents. So, what can a parent do? So, let me talk about the parental do's and parental don'ts. Uh, Let me start with the parental do's. What should a parent do? Number one um, as I was explaining earlier so and you know about your child you know your child is an anxious child or if your child dwells on things and cannot move away from anything that he or she has seen or heard if you have such a kind of a child you need to be a bit be more careful before you expose your child to the rituals in an extensive manner or for an extended amount of time so usually in typical um uh, when the rituals are happening, uh, they would ask um, you know the whole family to come and pay respects. So if you if you feel your child is up to it or can handle it, certainly you should allow them. But then after some time, you, you, the children can um, can can leave. Um, if you if you certainly think if your child definitely cannot take it and is also verbally expressing that he that he or she does not want to see or participate, uh, you can actually leave them. With a friend or a relative, it is certainly okay. So, that is what the parent will do. Second, uh, also how you are handling yourself. Uh, its It can be extremely be painful for a parent. So, one of the other parent who is able to hold it better uh, can inform the child and can be with children if the primary parent who is involved is unable to handle it. Um, Three, it's okay to cry in front of your child because parents ask me if I cry will my child be affected. It's okay for you to be upset. It's okay for you to be uh, crying because crying is a is an expression and it's a very important expression during grieving process and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, So even your children seven and above or 15 and above, including your teenage teenage, teenagers, it's okay for them to see a parent crying because they understand that um, okay, it's okay to cry. So when you feel sad, you can cry. There are a lot of people crying in a situation like this. There's no need to hide emotions, so you're, you're you're expressing to your child this is absolutely okay to cry, even if he or she feels sad. So in a way, you're you're teaching them how to respond to the context. So that is um, the second thing that I would say. And the third thing, if your children are asking questions, uh, please answer them in a simple, uh, developmentally appropriate language. Meaning, if you if your you know, seven-year-old or eight-year-old is asking, about death, will will grandpa come back because by 7 day or 8 day, they know that death is permanent. You do not have to tell them, you know, oh, he went to a different city, you may not see him for a few months. I am saying this because I often come across parents who would not tell the child um, the real truth and children uh, would be, you know, sometimes could say that, you know, my grandpa went to a different city. This is what my mom told me, but he has not come back for the last six months. Uh, And sometimes children hear it from adults or uh, they might overhear conversations and they might get upset later. So, if your child is 7 and above, certainly you can tell them that, you know, grandpa is no more. Um, You know, he was, so you can can certainly talk about death, whether it is a grandfather or whether whoever it is. Uh, in some cases, you know, children have lost siblings. Children have lost parents. So whoever it is, uh, because uh, children above seven can understand the permanence of death. So there's no point uh, in telling them, um, uh, telling them, no point in not telling them the truth or minimizing it or diverting them. Answer their questions in the most simplest manner. If they ask, "Is he going to ever come?" no he's not going to be coming so answer them in a simple easy language that they could understand without giving them any complicated explanation and uh, the fourth thing that i would say is do not worry about some of the transient behaviors that may show that they may show after after uh, Um, they witness or hear about death or or even if when they are seeing the parent grieving, sometimes children also grieve along with the parent. There is nothing to be worried about it because children are also expressing expressing their grief along with the parent um the other thing is when children ask questions don't brush brush them off you know if they're asking you know i want to know what grandpa died of or i want to know what ha-. it could be anybody i'm just t- talking about grandparents because a lo- lot of elderly people um lost their lives or it could be anybody anyone in the family if the child is asking questions you should uh, explain to them but again do not give them detailed information Give them very minimal information, but still answer their question. Um, You know, if someone fell extremely sick and did not recover, you could tell them, you know, was very, very sick. So, um, give them simple explanations, but not too much of detail. Uh, What are the parents not supposed to do? What are the don'ts? Let me talk about the don'ts. Number one. Do not hide your emotions because hiding emotions is not necessarily going to help children. Uh, Grieving is a very important process and uh, children also need to see um, their their parents grieving and it is not necessarily bad. You are telling them that when situations happen in life. It is okay to feel sad, it is okay to feel uh, grieved. So, it is okay for your children to see what is happening. Second, um, do not postpone your grievement. I see some parents, um, you know, completely being stoic. Uh, You know, you do not have to suppress your emotions. Um, At the same time, do not force yourself either or do not force your children um, because I see some, uh, you know, in some cases where a child has lost one of the parent, the situations where a child may not talk about the parent, may not ask any questions about the uh, the parent. And then uh, the parent, the other parent would be surprised, you know, he lost a parent, he lost his mother, but this child is not at all talking, not has not asked anything. Um, so, it's it's okay, because children require their own time and forcing the child would not help. Um, Four, Uh, Do not discipline children, do not be too harsh on them, this is not the time. This is the time to be a bit more patient, more warm and more compassionate uh, because they need to uh, get back to their routine and their rhythm. Uh, You know it is very important to get them back to what they are doing on a daily basis and to structure and schedule their day because we do not want parents uh, to sit. Um, and feel sad all day uh, because that's not going to help the environment at home and it's not not going to help children as well. So children will be you will be seeing uh, the mood shifts in children sometimes they may come and ask you a few questions and then they may go back and then um, some of this shifting uh, of the sadness and normal behavior can continue just like as in adults. So be there for them Uh, manage yourself. Um, Grieving is an important process uh, and take your own time Children also take time and do not worry about your children because children also, it's important for children to see adversities in life, challenges in life because they grow and mature by looking at all of those things and these are life lessons and they cannot Um, get away from these life lessons and one parent should not uh, hide children um, hide anything from children because these exposures are going to be there. So, this is all a learning process for children as long as you are able to manage them Keep it simple and able to ha- handhold them. Um, handhold yourself also and take support for yourself if required, and take support for your children um, um, if required. Usually, most children without any problem um, handle grieving process fairly well. Similarly to adults, uh, this is requiring time. Give yourself time. Give your family time. To get, go, get over this grieving process. Try to get back to your. Uh, routine and rhythm in smaller steps Um, help your children regain um, their energy and their vitality by getting back to their activities and the daily structure um, daily structure so and one way of grieving is also to talk about the person um, talk about the person have memories of the person make children do a photo album keep uh, photos in the house Uh, they could um, they could do a photo album they could do a video all of these talking about them, uh, talking about their memories, having pictures and doing activities or crafts or a child can write a poem or write a story or remember some of the things um, that the loved one did for them, how they lived, what what have you learned from them. All of this uh, is a grieving process. So you don't have to stop talking about them. You don't have to hide your feelings. Uh, Children look at you and they also learn how to grieve, how to heal and how to hope. I hope this information is useful um, for you as a parent. Um, Thank you so much. This is uh, Dr. Isha Kamaraj.